on this episode of Quantum Week, May 29th through June 4th, 1983. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year in our lifetime. And we talk about the movies the music, the mayhem, everything that makes that time period unique. And uh, this one we are doing May 29th through June 4th, 1983. Right. So we were both very young here. Yeah, like five and four. Yeah, I was three. You were three, right? Yeah. So, uh, but we still are talking about something that is a big part of our lives. And that is Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and the entire fucking you know, Star Wars world. Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. We'll start off with Return of the Jedi stuff. Just in case people don't know, I know some people aren't huge Star Wars nerds. Like, Return of the Jedi is the third one of the original three movies. Number six, if you want to be pedantic. Right. But if you are like a a regular, like someone that's not really into Star Wars, this is the third one of this series. Yes. Okay. My question to you, I guess, up top is, what do you, where do you rank Return of the Jedi among the original three? Uh, second, I would go Ooh. two, three, one. I think. Oh, okay, very yeah. different than me. Really? How would you? How would you say? It? I I actually go a little different than the. Everyone seems to think that Empire Strikes Empire's Back the is the best. Yeah, yeah. I think Star Wars is the best. You do really? Yeah, I wow. think it's really close though. So it's for me, it's one, two, three. Really? <laughs> yeah. Way out there. I think I don't the think pacing. Good, I don't think it's a very good. Ooh, movie. I think the pacing of. Okay, looking back actually and watching it this time with with fresh eyes because it had been probably years since I've seen it even though we've probably both seen this 10,000 million times. The acting's not great, but I find the pacing through the last hour of the film, like, amazing. How they just cut from one thing to another. It's it's Luke, you know, versus Vader yeah. in front of the Emperor, yes. and everything that's happening on Endor, and the fucking air, uh, space battle. Like, I just right. find that that pacing really intense and fun to watch. See, I, I hate it. You hate why? What is it like, like too every, stressful? No, no, not too stressful. <laughs> no, I'm able to deal with it. Uh, no, it's more, it's more that, um, I keep wanting to go back to the Luke stuff. I oh, think yeah. Luke versus yeah. Vader is so compelling. That is the most. And compelling. it's honestly, right. it's every part of it. So a huge issue I have with this movie is, is that my biggest issue with this movie is it's so fucking odd. So the first 35 mm. minutes are this weird job of the hut. Yeah, um, yeah, saving see, Han. Oh, and you know why? It's because they didn't know they were going to bring him back. Right. Harrison Ford was basically not contracted to do this movie. He was not signed on for the first two. Right. Right. But everyone else was signed on for the three of them. He just had it out for, for whatever reason to only do two. Yep. So they even find, Lucas didn't think he was coming back. Right. And yeah. the original the original script didn't have him in it. Right. And the original script, of course, was called Revenge That's of the true Jedi. Too. There are posters I saw yes. made of Revenge of the. Oh, they only the, made the change, the I guess, right, really, very close to when the movie came out yeah. to Return of the Jedi. The, the theory being Jedi's never should. Yeah, never they go wouldn't for go revenge. after Revenge, right. of course. Um, but so the first thirty-five minutes is like these uh, probably movies like our our fathers might have watched in the fifties, uh, like these serials, yeah. which are like kind of like goofy action adventure movies that I know Spielberg and Lucas and those guys all grew up on. So the first 35 minutes of this movie was really like a pirate epic. Okay. Um, and, you know, you had even you even have the ship, uh, instead of it being with the desert, you have it, you know, literally a kind of, instead of being ocean, it's flying right, over the desert. Right, so over the desert, right. Yeah, and and that is, um, that, that's, that's very exciting to watch, but it's also odd in the Star Wars universe. I didn't feel like it fit, but yet it was still kind of a fun hang. 
you with all the fun characters. You got to see three people. Well, we heard about Jabba earlier, right? Because we knew that Han Solo had an issue. He owed him money. Right. We knew that before, right? I'm not just yes, we did. projecting yep. that. Okay. Do we so see we, Jabba in Empire Strikes Back? I think they might have. No, they edited him in. Remember in like okay. the '90s versions when they see, did. There I was have, some. There was some other shenanigans. There, there I was saw. at the end of the movie with the party scenes. Oh are, yeah, that looks really and, odd now. Uh, and actually, in the Jabba scenes where it's the like the nightclub thing, and they've got like different aliens in there that very are strange. all put in. Yeah. Yes, very odd. Uh, so there's, yeah, there's been so many changes. It's hard to remember what the original version was. Oh, and Anakin in the end of the film the too. The movie, yes, instead oh. of having the actor who played. Uh, Darth Vader, uh, Sebastian Stan. Is that was, yes, no. it's Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Said. Yeah, uh, but um, yes, yeah, so I mean, the thirty-five minutes is kind of a fun hang, but it doesn't really feel like it has huge stakes. Yeah, it's um, obviously you have that great Leia costume, which yeah, Pete Carrie Fisher, incredible, of course. Uh, <laughs> but it's it, but it is kind of a fun, and but it doesn't feel like it fits in with the rest of the movie. The rest of this movie then takes it's an a aside. complete one eighty and becomes something very different. Yeah, it um, does. And then the rest of the movie. I just feel so compelled with the Luke story that I don't really care. Basically, I really don't care what's happening on Endor. Yeah, no, that is probably the worst part of the film because who gives a shit about the Ewoks and it's not believable. They're not fucking beating stormtroopers with full body armor with bows and arrows and rocks. And rocks. And That's stupid. You see strange. him like get hit by a rock and like flail <laughs> all around and fall. <laughs> and you're like, this is not how it would happen. No These little it, furry fucking creatures would get your asses Kicked. How did they know how to drive those machines? No, that was the other thing, too. Like, yeah. Oh, it, 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 is, it, is it the Adat? Oh, no, the Adat's the big one. This is the two-leg the, kind of version of that. Yeah. And they know it, They know how to drive it. They know it. how to drive that. They also know like, how to drive those, like, flying... They don't uh, even have language. How can they drive this thing? They drive the, those, like, flying coasters. Oh, they did, yeah. Through the yeah. woods. The other problem I have this movie, too, is it feels very cheap. Um, And I always thought huh. that. So I did some research leading yeah. into this, and I found out that I was right. It is cheap. Um, now it's not cheap. Like do you a, know what they spent? For I do. The, okay, yeah. So I always like, I always had an issue with Endor. I, I always had an issue with this movie for two reasons. I feel like the stuff with Vader, the set design is awesome. Oh it's yeah. Really cool. Emperor, yeah. Like under the stage, so, like stage area yeah. and like, it's all dark it's all and huge, there's reds it's giant and, and yeah, and, yeah you it's have, beautiful. It's just yeah. it, really epic. It's like, yeah. Oh wow. So scro- So great. Yeah. And then it cuts to like them fucking around in the woods <laughs> yes. and you're like, wait, what? And I think that might've been why I feel it feels cheap only because it's such a huge juxtaposition of those. Yeah. Um, Do you know, you know where that was filmed, right? Have you ever been there? It's uh, like north of Muir Woods and in, in, in the Redwoods in California. I've never been there. It's beautiful. It is, and that's, and it actually gives me, you know, not at that time because I wasn't out, but now it gives me nostalgia for that area. I used to go to Muir Woods all the time and see those big fucking giant Redwoods. It's, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. And it is. Some of the trees do look huge and it's kind of they exciting, are, yeah. but a lot of times it just looks like they're just fucking around in the yeah, woods. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's you're just right, like, right. all right, yeah. they're filmed in my backyard or something. It doesn't really... <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't look epic yeah. like like the Star Wars movies do and yeah. like Empire Strikes Back did it does yeah Empire Strikes Back went to so many planets and I felt like it was a whole world yeah so ends up they spent 33 million dollars making Empire Strikes Back okay what was that versus the other ones so Empire Strikes Back that was only supposed to cost 18 million yeah and it ended up costing 33 which is a huge obviously well double so, almost so when they made this one Lucas was look I'm gonna commit to a 32 and a half million dollar payroll why the fuck would you have done right that though this makes no sense they made 775 so million in the first one I think Lucas wanted to keep money he had a producing credit he was making oh, some yeah. money off of this Lucas film so he was determined to keep it at this budget and it's crazy, they though. did they stuck to the budget but it feels cheap yeah do you know and this one was uh this one was the brought in the least amount in the box office of the three, it but did. it was, it was 70, it was like 70, 775 million for a new hope. 
Empire was something in the sixes and this was in the fives, but it's still your 20 Xing your money. Oh, it's insane. So uh, <laughs> and not in the, we're not talking about merchandise or anything right, like of that. Of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. The Ewok dolls and fucking that's all pretty that common with trilogies is yeah. that the third one always ends up underperforming um, compared to the other two. Um, but you're right. You said what's underperforming you mean when you're talking about $500 million yeah. in 1983. Right. And then you have all these crazy toys. Right. One thing about this movie too is uh, I'm, I'm sure, it, I don't know if this is true for you, but these were the toys of my childhood. Oh, of course. Not so much the first mo- two movies. Right. So like that, when they're with Jabba the Hutt and Jabba's uh, like oh. guy with the snake around his neck, that oh, guy. Oh yeah, that guy. I also, I had like that I had monster. That toy. Who, what was the, what was the, mon- I can't remember, was it a bath? It wasn't the bath, uh, bantha? No, I don't remember. The bantha, the guy in the, in the sand. Yeah, the big, I think it's a bantha, I think, right? Yeah, but okay, so not guy, the guy that's in the cage under, um, under uh, Jabba the Hutt. Oh, okay. That Luke has to fight. Yeah. I had that monster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I had the Snake Man. Yeah, the Snake Man. And then I had other guys too, but I didn't really have as many toys from Star Wars because Star Wars came out in 77. I was right, born in were, 79. Right. So like sometimes people's older brothers had those toys. It was kind of cool to play with them. Yeah. But most of the toys I had were from this. So it is a little fun nostalgia to watch this movie. Sure. But um, the movie itself, I feel, especially compared to those first two, which I feel are so great, I just don't think is is that good, except for the Luke stuff, which I think is really great. It is really good, yeah. So I'm kind of like torn. Like I, I don't, I, I kind of almost don't know how to feel about this one. Um, I think in if you separated it out, the space battle, the Endor, and the Luke thing, if you did all those things separate, you, I could, I could totally see your point there. Those of them combined, though, like jumping from one to, it just it feels like like ever building epic that just keeps building and building into the resolution when they blow up the fucking Death Star. Yeah, I to just, me. yeah, and no, and I get it. I, it. It just feels like a lot of times I feel like I'm just waiting to get back to that, to that part I want to get back to like, oh, why are you wasting time with this fucking shit in the woods? Or yeah. these like pilots run around. The only thing about this movie though, it does have the funniest looking aliens. It has uh, Admiral Akbar, the oh, guy, yeah, yeah, the yeah. trap guy. And right. it also has that funny looking guy that hangs out with Lando and they're flying. Yes. He has like a, he has like a helmet head. Giant head he, with he, giant he, lips. He doesn't really yeah, talk yeah. English. No. You know, that guy's funny. I like him too. So <laughs> this has like two of my favorite like looking aliens. <laughs> they're just funny looking. They are very um, funny. The Ewoks, I, I think, are pretty annoying and terrible. Totally annoying. Yeah. It's funny when one of them died. Oh, I know. That's actually a little bit sad. <laughs> it's a little sad. The other one's like pushing <laughs> him a little bit. Get up. I know. Get and up. then he Aww. just, and it's just, they just cut away. Oh, uh, back to the adding things later. Do you hear the Jar Jar Binks laugh later on uh, at the end in like the party scenes? I noticed that oh, when really? I watched this oh. time too. Yeah, like foreshadowing the fucking Jar Jar is going to be in, you know, in episode so, one, which came out pretty soon after they did the remastered versions of these. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is, oh, I also, um, I also saw that, that uh, they didn't want to, they didn't originally think that Yoda was going to be in this one either. But then they felt like they needed to explain Darth Vader saying, I'm your father. Like people wouldn't believe, think he was lying because he's dark side of the force. So yeah. you needed like Yoda to confirm that. That was so strange to me because I never thought that was a, I was, I also wasn't alive then. Were right. people in 1982 yeah. saying, wait, hold up. He's lying. Yeah. I, I don't know. Seemed I, believable to me. I, 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 I mean, search your feelings. I, Luke could have said, I'm, you know, the force tells me that he's my dad. You don't right. need Yoda to confirm that. I, I, so we just had to watch Yoda die. Kind of. It was the thing. I get one to bring Yoda back and yeah. maybe bring closure to that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. For that being the reason, doesn't really make a lot of sense. So a little bit about this director here. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you because yeah. three different directors yeah. for each film. What the I fuck? I still don't really understand. Um, so George Lucas directed a few movies in the seventies. He directed like, THX 1138. That's right. He directed American Graffiti, which was a huge hit, uh, and obviously he directed Star Wars. Um, and then he didn't really. And then he didn't. I don't know if he just doesn't like directing. I Maybe he, he likes doing the. He effects likes doing and, the other stuff. It yeah. seems more. Although he did insist on directing the. Uh, you know, the ones, Phantom Menace, those three that came out after. 
So parts one, two, and three. He directed if you will. those? He directed all three of them. Oh, I guess I didn't realize yeah. that. So and those are the huh. only things he's directed since Star Wars. Yeah. Um he's he's written, he's done like a lot like he had a lot of input on Indiana Jones. He had input on a movie called Willow that yeah. came I mean, out, Ron yeah. Howard movie. Of course, yeah. Um he had a lot of input on that. Yeah. Um so he's had like his fingers in a lot of stuff, but he doesn't really maybe he just doesn't really care. He's an odd guy. Yeah. Um so the director, he also wrote these movies with Lawrence Kasdan, the last two. That's Empire right. Strikes Back and this one. Uh, and I think it's a reason why the dialogue in this, while the dialogue is really shitty in, in these movies, it's really bad. Yeah. It's so much worse in Phantom Menace. You can see where Kasdan's words are with these. Okay. Because like, all right, well, Han Solo has like, uh, has like a character. Like he's like fun to listen to. Yeah. He's funny. Right. Yep. Yes. He's relatable. Yeah. No one in Phantom Menace is relatable no, or funny really. or it's just awful dialogue. It's yeah. terrible. And a big reason is I think Kasdan has a human element that Lucas doesn't so have. So Lucas wrote those three by himself? I believe he wrote them by himself. Wow. I mean, you can fact check that, but um, yeah, the okay. dialogue is horrible. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, Lucas wrote Star Wars by himself, I believe, the original. Um, and the dialogue in that is odd, but it's so new and the world is so inventive. Is. yeah. And I think he also, he wrote, I believe he wrote American Graffiti as well. Um, I know I've seen that, but it's been so long, I don't me even too, remember anything. Really was people, that like a 50s movie? It movie in the 50s? It's, okay. it's actually what inspired... Uh, Happy Days? Happy Days, which... Mm, you, you know, that makes sense. You said you don't like the 50s, yeah, so I know you like that. Big, yeah, um, But yeah, so he he has written stuff, but I think he just got... I don't know if he just lost his touch. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the other thing that I noticed... Oh, I want to talk about John Williams a little bit. Can we... I want to talk about the director, too. Want, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, yeah, Lawrence Kasdan directed Empire Strikes Back. Right. Uh, and then the director for this was Richard... Marquand? Marquand. Marquand. And I'm thinking, like, why don't I know him? Why don't I know more about him? And he ends up he died. He died in September 87. Um, was this the old guy no, that did it? Or he was, was only... He wasn't even 50 when he oh, died. So then the guy who, who did Empire was older. Oh, maybe it wasn't Kazan. I think you're right. It was an older guy. It was an older guy yeah. who was like kind of, uh, he, he was a Hollywood outsider. Yes. I know that uh, Lucas um, offered David Lynch this and, project. And, and Spielberg. And Spielberg this yeah. project, right. And I don't know why Spielberg denied, but Lynch was definitely I not think Spielberg had, it was a union issue. Oh, really? Yeah. But Marcon, he directed uh, Jagged Edge with with uh, Glenn Close in 85. It was, it was a pretty big movie at the time. Yeah, it sound, actually, it sounds um, familiar now. And then he died in 87, oh. and um, he had a stroke and died. Um, so that's why you, he's kind of is forgotten about yeah. in, in movies. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, they had a bunch of different directors for these, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah it was strange. I would think that Lucas, I'm, I found it odd that he would give up control, but then Me once too. he gave up control, why wouldn't he just stick with the same dude? I don't know. I don't that, know. that I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe a Star Wars junkie might have those answers by the directors. Yeah, maybe they'll uh, tweet at us and let us know. Um John Williams though. Amazing. Like some of the most uh compelling and like recognizable movie music you've ever heard is all the fuck over Star Wars. He's been and nominated. It's so good. He's been nominated for an Oscar over 50 times. I'm not surprised. That's crazy. Like, so I was trying to think of what is more maybe iconic than like the down, now, 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 like what's more or the Jaws. Ba, ba, na, na. Jaws that's yeah. the one which is the half step. Dun, dun, yeah, I think mean, Jaws doo, is doo, the doo, most doo, iconic. Doo. That's probably the most, but besides that, I couldn't think of anything that was more the iconic opening than the Star this. Wars. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. that and the, right and the Imperial March. Is that the, yeah. that the one? Which is really interesting if you think about like style of music and what he's good at. He he's really good at marches and marches are war songs. Um, and he you is. get the happy ones and you get the minor the major ones for for uh, you know for for the rebels and you get the minor ones for for Darth Vader and the Empire. And it, it's just so iconic. In fact, when I was doing uh, ear training in college, 
um, ear training just, it's like being able to look at a piece of music and sing it in your head, which is a lot harder than it sounds. If you don't have an instrument to pluck the notes, it's hard to just get them out of your head. Um, a lot, like a lot of these Star Wars tunes are signals for me for, for that, like for the intervals. Like that's how I remember the intervals is a lot of these, these like these Star Wars tunes. It's kind of neat how that, that worked because they're just so iconic and everywhere. And you, you know, you just remember them all the time, but he's just so goddamn good and memorable. Yeah, I mean, and it just added it's like huge, just this huge layer to he's this. The best, yeah, and, and it is. It's so great. This, yeah. Even even the ending credits, just to hear that, yeah. you know, the the the, it's he's so good, and it, it's it's such a huge character in this movie. Is his is yeah. his score? I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, uh, there were two other things that um, that came to me. The opening credits, very iconic too, right? Where you've got like the words telling the story, of course. going horizontal into space. Like why? I never. I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Before. No, it's 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 quite a touch. I mean, it's, that's George it's Lucas being you know a genius, creative and, and a genius, very creative. Yeah, especially you know back then when he was really really doing some wild stuff. And, and the other one is like, what are they called? Wipes between scenes. Yes, yeah, very odd. Yeah, and this was the first. I, now you can kind of, like if you go into your standard iMovie or whatever, they have these wipes and they look really cheesy now. If you were to do yeah, it in your own home movies, yeah. But like, see uh, see the wipes like sort of the the. Um, the scene kind of close into a circle in the middle or like wipe straight across the yeah. scene. Or <laughs> I, I didn't, you might know more than me, but they see that seemed like it would probably be novel at the time. Like that didn't happen a lot. Uh, I don't know. That's the case. I think yeah. it was more, he was trying to keep this like serial. Like I think he wanted to, it was, I think it was almost like a, like a novelty thing back then yeah. of, um, trying to keep it like these like fun action movies that he may have gone to movies when he was a kid to see in right. the 50s. I, I don't think that was, that was not typical 1970s. No, I, that's what yeah. I would say. I wouldn't think that but it wasn't typical. like it wildly invented though. I think it was more seen in even before that. Yeah. Cause it is, it, it was even cheesy back then. As we go through time, we'll, I'll have to keep my eye on, on shit like that. Yeah, I, for sure. Um, uh, Cause it's something that really sticks out to me with this film that that's how they like cut between scenes. It's very odd. All, yeah. all the movies are like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it, it is, it, it, I think it's very distracting. I don't care for it. Yeah. Um, but Hey, it's that star Wars world and George Lucas kind of gets some, uh, leeway cause he, his world is so wildly inventive, um, that he kind of, he gets kind of a break or at least pass from me. Yeah. The other thing is, um, uh, I know that, uh, so Harrison Ford wanted, uh, in this film for um, for Han Solo to die. Yes, he's been wanting Han Solo to die for a while. <laughs> I know. Yes. Finally gets his wish. And yeah, and he still had to get dragged back, but yes. <laughs> right. Uh, him, and I think maybe it was Kaz, someone else was on his side about that, but uh, it sounds yes. like Lucas That's didn't correct. want any part of that. And do you know why? Uh, probably merchandise, right. I'm guessing, it, right? Is that what lot, it is? I think the line, I think Harrison Ford had a funny line, there's not a lot of business in dead Han Solo toys. Right. So, yeah. Um, and it makes more sense too for him to like, you know, shack up with Leia and, Oh, that's you know, part partner. You can't can't partner up with Luke. This is his brother, right? I won't. Work. Yes, it's true. Maybe, maybe Lando. Yeah. Oh, Lando would have worked. Could have done that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just. Uh, it, it, unfortunately, a lot of this movie has merchandising all over it. The Ewoks. Yeah. Um, this movie feels like a toy commercial at times, and it is. It's weird because like it's so well, we'll talk about this later when we get back into, you know, talking about sort of what it means to us, I guess. But it's weird that it, like that was such a the merchandising part was such a big component. Maybe actually that's got to be why it sticks in my subconscious so much, too, is because we saw the products everywhere as well. Oh, it was everywhere. I mean, I had I had Empire Strikes Back bedsheets. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, jammies, I had, absolutely. I mean, yep. it was it was you couldn't escape it. I yeah. mean, it was um, he, he who, you know. The, the merchandising of this movie was brilliant. I mean, you know, it was somewhat, I guess, evil, but not evil, I guess, is too much, but it was greedy, I guess, yeah, to, sure. some, to some level, but it was brilliant. I mean, it completely, you know, it, it was genius. Yeah, it was. Changed how we look at movies. Yeah. The um, whole industry. 
Anything else about uh, Jedi you can think of? Yeah, it's and, good. We'll, we'll revisit Star Wars yeah. in a bit, but yeah, yeah. I think it's good for now. So then maybe we'll talk about the song next, uh, Flashdance. Yes. Which I think maybe, so we did, a, we did a live thing on Kirk Manahan YouTube last night. Um, and maybe, I, did I mention this then? Which, but was, I, which is Monday. Our, our YouTube show is Monday nights at 8.30. Monday nights at 8.30. Uh, I know I said that we were supposed to, we were going to talk about it at the end, but, it, but it, uh, it, I think I said last night that it was, in, this was, this tune was, or this song was interesting to me because it is the main song of a movie. Yes. So it, it kind of has like both compelling parts. Um, I know I saw Flash. So Flashdance the song for Flashdance the movie. Right. Did you see Flashdance as a kid? I saw Flashdance the movie years ago. I mean, we're talking uh, 30 years ago. I'm sure I saw it when I it, didn't like when it, it came out. I didn't like it when I saw it. Uh, I thought it was kind of boring. It's not a good, it's not very good. Um, but it's iconic though. I think, like, that, I think the opening credit scene, right, is, is when this plays and she's like, the, yep. the water's coming down. Well, that's not the, yeah, that's the partially in the movie. Okay. But there's that part. So there's the beginning. There's her like riveting um, because she's a steel worker. Jessica okay. Beale. Wait, not yeah, Jessica Beale. No, Jennifer, no, Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Beals. Beals. Sorry. Yeah. Jessica Beale is the is uh, Justin Timberlake's wife. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Jennifer Beals is the actress. Um, if you guys don't know Flashdance, but she is like an 18 year old. She works in a steel mill. She wants to be a ballet dancer and she like dances on the side in some kind of risque places too and whatever, but she wants to get into like a Juilliard to a conservatory. Um, but she doesn't know if she's good enough and all this shit. But, uh, so, so the iconic scenes are her as a steel worker, her doing like the kind of cabaret style dance with a chair, splashing water on herself, which makes no sense. You wouldn't do that. Water went everywhere. She would have slipped and falled and fe- like fell on her fucking face, broke her ankles, whatever she did that. And then the last scene in which, um, she is actually doing her audition. And that's when this song plays. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so flash dance, the song. So this is a Irene, um, Kara yeah. song tune. Um, and she also, Irene Kara did fame fame. She was yeah. Irene Kara. And I didn't really know this as much until I started really looking at it. I knew Irene Kara from, from fame. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she was in fame. The was m- she in fame? Yeah. I so see. I don't even in the early 80s, That was early, right? That was, uh, that was 80, oh, 80, 80, 80, 80. In the early 80s, Irene Cara was a thing. Like, she had an NBC pilot. Did she really? Yeah. Like, she was like a legit, like, someone they thought, like, they were. was going to be a star. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was getting TV. She was getting movie work, TV work. And then all of a sudden, like, a couple years after this, she completely dropped off the map. I don't know if she kind of left show business. It seems like she kind of took a step back. Um, but. Yeah, in like from 80 to 83, 84. She was like, like the she, everyone knew her name. Yeah. She was a huge deal. And then anyone who's like our age or younger, like, who's yeah, this I person? forgot her name. Yeah. I didn't remember at no. all. And yeah. Uh, if you so, asked me like a couple weeks ago who sang this song, I couldn't have told you. I wouldn't have been able to tell you either. No. I forgot that it was the same woman right. as the dude did fame. Um, but uh, so just a little bit more about the movie till I get to the song. Critics fucking hated it, but yet it still made 200 million in the box. Yeah, I remember the box being office. a huge hit. It was a huge hit. Huge. Um, and this soundtrack, uh, sold like 6 million copies, which is pretty big for a fucking soundtrack. I saw this, re- I remember seeing this record everywhere. Oh yeah. Like the record. Yeah, the absolutely. Cover of it. it has a few other, is it man, man eater? So there's another, like an, another iconic tune song on, on this as well that I can't, I can't remember. But, um, so this song, very similar to fame to me, it is completely keyboard. It is all keyboarded out. Like you've got, um, you've got a, uh, a drum beat, which is a synth drum beat. And then you've got all these like layered keys that are doing all the chord stuff, all the orchestrated things. And even like these little sort of arpeggio arpeggios are just when you do a stacked chord, um, note by note, um, okay. over and over like that type of stuff, all keyboards, the whole thing. There's no guitar, nothing. It's that in voice. 
um, very similar to Fame, so it must have been like a Kara staple. Like I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah. do, I'm just gonna do these these keyboards. Um, which actually reminds me, the keyboards reminded me of. Uh, do you know Vangelis? Have you ever heard that name? I don't know. Vangelis is another very iconic composer, but he's less known for movies, for oh. movie scores. He did Blade Runner. So I, Bla- he's one of my favorites too, because he did all the movie. It's all like oh, real yeah. movie synth. It's very synth. Yeah. Yes. Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's Vangelis. Uh, okay. Uh, but it, it sort of reminds me of that, like the keyboard choices that she uses or that they used in the song. Very similar to that. But what really struck me about the song is it's um, it's kind of like, you know how later on you people movies or whatever would or pop culture makes fun of the montage. Yeah, it, this is like this seemed like the beginning of the montage to me. It's like the because the song starts out with um, it's it's a song in three parts. Number one, the first beginning, the beginning of it's slower. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, I don't know if I'm capable of doing the thing I want to do. And then again, like the second part is like, but I've got to try, and, and and it's actually faster. Like when they go into that part, I've got to try and show people I can do it. And then the third is like bigger, and I can do it. And it's when she's actually like really like kicking off her her big stride in front of the. The um, doing her audition okay. and they're like they're tapping their feet and they're all excited. They like it. They like. Her they like it. Yeah, they're, but they're it, but it, okay. it reminds me of like the punch dance sort of like montage that you see in films later on that well, people make fun old, of. There's an old joke. Like every movie in the '80s needed a montage, <laughs> right? So I mean, this you know, <laughs> Top Gun. Think about all the movies in the '80s that, especially cheesier ones. Yeah, they yeah, all yeah. like Rocky Four. They all have montage. And it's like a scenario too where she does such like the cheesy thing where she's sort of like strutting in front of the uh, the judges and she's pointing at them one by one wow. by one by one. I like and I'm like, I've seen it. I've seen this one before. Um, but anyway, so it gave me that like that vibe. Like this is the montage. Uh, the other cool thing about this this uh, this song is it how they sort of resolve the movie with it. Um, they it the movie ends with the song still going and oh. ending. She at the end of the song she leaves the audition. Presumably she got in because everybody oh, was impressed. Her. We don't really know that. Well, let's but assume she did. Good for her. It looked like it. Yeah, and like runs into her boyfriend's yes. arms All and right. like jumps into his arms and he like gives her flowers and shit and then oh. it ends. So it kind of it's it's like you don't the resolution is the song. It's really interesting how hmm. they how they do that. Um, I don't know. There's well, a, they knew they had some Cara gold. They had. They had Cara, yeah, at least Cara Silver, maybe. I don't know. Maybe Fame might have been gold. This isn't, I don't think this is a terrible song. No, it's not bad, actually. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. Oh, what if we've covered worse. Oh, we've covered a lot worse. No, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun song. They do, like the thing where uh, you never hear a song that starts slower and then they actually do a, like a time change, like a faster speed change. You rarely, 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 it's usually the same time. Yeah. The same speed throughout the entire thing. I mean, you might have volume differences where things start quieter, but it's usually the same tempo, the same time. Oh, okay. But this this was this one has a very unique to do that, where it's like slow, and then as soon as the band kicks in, it's it's fast. And normally, if so, if that happens, a lot of times it'll be twice the speed because then it's still in time. You know what I mean? Yes, like it's still yes, it's right. just it, the it, the subdivision, which is just the breakdown of the measure. We don't have to go into that shit. But that it's just double. It just feels like the same time. Sure. But this isn't that at all. It's like up. I don't know, uh, thirty beats per minute or something. It's not. It's not like a divisible scenario. So it's a. It's shocking and weird. Like you never hear that. So I like that. Whenever I hear uniqueness yeah, in music, it's something that inspires now, me. Now, which song do you like better? Because you're very familiar with Fame. 
So which song did better, Fame or Flashdance? Flashdance is a better song. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, so I, I, like I it enjoy listening to Fame more. Um, yeah. But I could, but I, I, that, both are pretty equal to me is why I asked. I they? feel like both are on the same level to me. Yeah. Both do, like you mentioned, they both do kind of sound somewhere. I didn't know until yeah, they were the same yep. singer, but it all kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's the same, right. A lot of key, a lot of keyboards and all that. I think for me, the reason why is just this one's more interesting. It has, the other thing it does that's weird is um, a lot of times uh, songs are constructed where you'll have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. Like that's kind of how it goes. Like A, B, A, B, C, A, B. Um, that's sort of the pattern. But this one's different. It's like, it's almost like it goes verse, verse. It almost goes like all verses and then chorus mm. for like the rest of the tune. It's not quite that there is like a, a bit of a verse in there too, but but it's it's pretty close to that. And you don't normally hear that sort of thing. I like, um, I like to do odd construction when I write music. So there are definitely... Um, songs that I've written where it's it's based it's rever- it's it's verse until the end is like this big kind of chorus. I definitely do that, but that's ra- it's rare that people will will manufacture hmm. it that way. Yeah, cuz it's just not especially for such like this is a it's a sa- it's a soundtrack tune and it's going to be a top 40 hit. Normally you wouldn't it wouldn't be like that. It would right. be way more, you know. And they knew they had a top 40 hit because she had just done fame yeah. I told you she had an NBC pilot. She was a big name. Yeah. Like they closed the movie with her song because they knew at that point in time, this Irene yep. Cara person was a big deal. Yeah. So you're right. They were going to market this. They, you're right. It is unusual. They would it's do a strange, a, choice a strange structure not, yeah. for a song. They know they're going to promote the shit out of, but I think they were also stuck because they're smart too. They they were also stuck with the fact that they knew I I'm supposing they knew it was going to end the movie with that. If they knew that, then they knew that they needed to have the, the fast up tempo, like repetitive yeah. chorus thing, go the what a feeling had to like keep going kind of over and over in the end to, you know, to give them enough space for her to complete the task at hand and then leave and go see her boyfriend. So, you know, that it could have the construction could have been simply because of they needed to like the math to work out for the the timing for for the movie to end that way. Flash dance, parentheses, what a feeling and parentheses. Yeah. 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 That's, that's it. What a feeling. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a cool tune. Right. Yeah. Um, did you want to go into what's the Star Wars thing? I kind of, yeah. Like I our life very a little bit quickly first? Yeah. where I was in my life. So uh, I was three. I was living in Deer Park, New York. Uh, and really the one memory I have of this time in my life is uh, going to see this movie. Uh, I, so I saw this in the theaters, um, but I'm sure I didn't see this the week it Jedi. opened. Jedi, Jedi, yes. Jedi. Yeah. I probably saw it probably, you know, a month or two after. I'm guessing. I don't, you know, I, yeah. I have no idea. But I know we saw it and we walked out. My father, who loves Star Wars and loved Empire Strikes Back, was very upset. He's like, this movie Ooh. sucks. The Ewoks suck. Ooh. This was like a big commercial. He, he, he was pretty disappointed about it. Uh, um, but he, I mean, we still watched it. It was on HBO when, I'm sure when you yeah, were it. it was on yeah. all the time. I probably, see, movies I've seen in my life, this is probably in the top 20 of things I've seen the most, probably my top 10. I've seen <sighs> yep. it so many times. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, um, but I remember my dad being really disappointed with it. And uh, I just thought it was like, I was four so or three. So I'm like, Oh, it's fun space thing. <laughs> right. So, uh, that's my only, yeah. So that's where I was. I was in Long Island, New York. I think it was in Manchester, New Hampshire. I was in preschool at some sort of Catholic preschool. Saint something could have been a Christopher. I, I couldn't quite, I can't quite recall. I do have a lot of memories from, from that time period, but there are a little bit more jumbled together. We moved around a bit. Um, I know I saw this in the theater. I think I also saw Empire in the theater too. Really? But yeah, because I think someone told, I think my father probably told me that I saw Empire in the oh. theater. But I don't fucking remember that. Yeah. Um, 
But I definitely went and saw this in the theater. Yeah. I don't absolutely. remember anything about seeing it in the theater. I only remember my only memory of it is walking out and my dad being pissed. My memory is walking out, but yeah. and, uh, who knows? Like, who knows if, if I'm in, I've somehow installed that memory yeah. in my head. I don't know, but, uh, but I know that I've, I saw, I, Pretty sure I saw Empire, and then I know I saw this in the theater. But Star Wars is a pretty big uh, part of my life. I said my dad was a big Star Wars fan. My dad loved science fiction. He loved Star Trek as well. So why don't you love st- science fiction? Then? I, I don't mind it. I, I I'm not really against science fiction at all. I mean, I, I watch these movies. Yeah, They're but fine. you don't seek it out. Uh, I try to. No, the older I get, the less I like this kind of stuff. Honestly, um, so I'm kind of down on Star Wars. Uh, probably more than I've ever been my whole life. Um, I mm. saw the most recent movie. Yeah. Uh, was it Rise of Skywalker? People said that was better than um, The Last Jedi, but See, I, I thought I, it I liked The Last Jedi. I, I was fine with Last Jedi. Um, I did not like the last one. Me either. And I'm just like, I don't know. I think I'm just kind of like burnt out with this stuff. Yeah. Um, I also think maybe I'm just getting a little old. Like it just doesn't have the same magic it once used to have. Like these movies used to be like, I used to, I guess I, I got would get swept up in them more. Absolutely. I mean, I really love these movies. I saw... Uh, I saw all the reissues when they put those yep, out again. Me too. And yeah, because they they went to the theaters. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I did, I saw them too. I uh, since this since Return of the Jedi, I've seen every Star Wars movie, even Rogue One. So in the theaters, I'm not saying I'm a huge Star Wars guy, right, right. but I but I do enjoy going to the movies and seeing them. Yeah. Um, but the last one, it, and it's just like I don't know. I just it's. I think at some point you kind of age out of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think I just kind of aged out of this a little bit. I think maybe if I had a kid and bringing my my son or daughter to see this, That'd be more it might fun. be different. You can see the magic through their eyes. I can see that being a lot of fun. Yeah. But like, I, I think I'm kind of, eh, I mean, I, I did like Force Awakens, um, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of just out on Star Wars. Yeah. How about you? Where are you with Star Wars? Oh, um, I was, so since you posed me the question or you thought about, uh, or you asked me to think about like kind of what it was, what it, what it meant in my life, um, I realized that, so I have a huge, I love science fiction. I seek, if you I love could, science fiction. if I can only watch science fiction from here on out for the rest of my natural born life, I would fucking do that. It's a strange take, but okay. I know it does. It does seem strange, but it's like science fiction's hopeful to me that there is a future is hopeful to me. And I love the idea of new technology. I, th- I think that's our, our difference too. You, you would remember we played the game, the fir- our first episode, which yeah. year would which we year live, would in? You live in? Yeah. And I was stupid and said 2007, or I can't even remember, but no, it would be the next year. It would be, well, the, you could never go in the, f- the game. You can't go in the future, but you can live in this year forever. Well, I don't want to play that game because I always well, want to see the it's future. A game. It's what makes it challenging, but <laughs> I, right. No. So you would, but you, you know you, what I mean? You would choose you as I mean. modern as you could get. Absolutely. Right, so you could choose this year. Right. Or whatever. Right? I just mean, I want to see the future. If I right. could freeze my body and wake okay. up 100 years from now, I would totally do that. Like, I want I want to see new technology because uh, it's hopeful for me. That shit's hopeful. So so when you ask me about, like, where where Star Wars um, kind of fit in my life, I really, it must have kicked that off for me because it must be the first science fiction that I was really Did you watch Star Trek of. growing up? I watched a lot of Star Trek, too. Uh, not till I, it was um, it was uh, uh, Next Gen. Next Generation, but yeah. I, I, but I wasn't even really that into it. I have since watched all of uh, the Star Trek okay. and uh, Deep Space Nine is actually my favorite, but I do. I die, uh, Next Gen is my second favorite. We watched a lot of Star Trek, the original series, but in the and 80s before too. Next Generation came out, and my dad loved it, and we we would go see the movies yep. in the theaters. Oh, I love the movies actually. Um, I didn't like at the time when I was a kid, and the old the sixties um, right was on. I didn't really like it because it just either. looked so dated yeah, and weird, was, and my kind of weird parents liked it and whatever. Yeah. It was kind of stupid. I thought, but I have since gone back and watched those too, and I mean. I love Kirk. Like They're okay. Kirk, I, I I think Next Generation to me is my favorite. I think it's it's really, it's really good. good. I've, yeah. I've watched a few of them too. They're on my TV every once in a while. Uh, that station, my TV. Yeah. 
I like a first. I like first season is my favorite. Really, when he is so pissed off. Yeah, all the time. I love it. An angry Picard. Angry Picard. I loved it. He was uh, just so. They're, they're good. I think they're good. Uh, it might be a nostalgia thing too. I just yeah. kind of like just go back and it's like kind of getting in a warm bath. They, you know, everything yeah. is kind of concealed in the sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything kind of gets resolved. Yeah, uh, but they're good. They're, they're, I think they're well written. Yes. Um, so. And Deep Space is my favorite because I just, I think I like the premise of the space station in the middle of nowhere and it's this hub of all these different races and beings and whatever. I, I liked that. I also liked, uh, did you ever watch it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Only a little, only bit. A little bit, not a ah, ton. That's too bad. Uh, Cisco, I, I liked, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. What's um, your favorite Star Wars movie? All of them. Oh, Star Wars Yeah, movie. bring back Star Wars. Yeah, I would say probably Empire. Okay, mine. Oh, uh, yeah, Star Wars and Empire, my my two. Yeah, I, I, they've I run one two for me. So it can't be any of the like the the ninety or early two thousand or ninety. What's your ones. third favorite Star Wars movie? Third favorite, probably one, probably New Hope. Oh, I see. All right. Oh, I'm I think right it's probably two, three, one. All right. So, what's your fourth favorite then? I guess. <sighs> I'm trying to get away from the original. I know. I know. I know. Um, I was just so disappointed. The one thing, the saving grace of the the middle three that were you know episodes yeah. one, two, three is um. Uh, oh, what's his face? Who plays? Uh, who Neeson? Pl- no, um, uh, the other British oh, actor. You and you and McGregor. You and McGregor. I think Obi-Wan. he does a really good job. He does a good job. But in general, I just think they're Clone Wars. I don't know. Oh, the cartoon. I would say. Did you ever watch? Uh, I did Clone not. Wars? I don't, That's I don't, really so good. I, I don't do cartoons. God damn it. Yeah, I'm not a big. An- I I can't connect to animated things. I will do it if we have to for the show. But I'm going to do it with. Well, with, there's probably no reason that we I really would, oh, like. I, who, right. I, see, I really hate cartoons. So if that's we, actually written really well. Uh, Clone Wars, I think, is the yeah. one where Anakin's kind of an adult. Mm. Um, I would say probably then Force Awakens is my fourth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I right. would. Yeah. I think. Me too. Something. Like I, that. I thought Rogue One was good. Oh, I didn't even think of those. Yeah, yeah. Rogue One's really Solo's good. Solo's horrible. I didn't like Solo either. I hate the actor, and it I just was just didn't really like it. bad. Yeah. Solo was terrible, and I thought. Um, yeah, I think I'm just done with Star Wars. I guess so. They yeah. have um, a big Star Wars exhibit at Disney World. Um, Do they? I have some friends that have par- that are parents that have brought their kids. They everyone's taking pictures by the Millennium Falcon. That <laughs> yeah, seems kind of fun, I guess. But I, I don't know. I, I think I'm just I think I'm just burnt out on You're it, out. man. And maybe and maybe it's just satur- oversaturation. Probably. You know, there've been so many Star Wars movies where we had. Remember, we used to wait so long for these. I know. Um, and then we've gotten a glut of them, and um, and I think it's just it, just it, too much. It ended, and I think the new cast was pretty. Yeah, it was the weak. New, I shouldn't say the cast because some of those people are really good actors. Like uh, uh, Oscar Isaacs is a great actor. Yeah, he's a, good. Some good actors, but in he that wasn't group. particularly good in these films. No, I think he the was, characters are so weak. And actually, I didn't like his dialogue very much. The dialogue's horrible. In yeah, movies. yeah, it's uh, really bad. Like, how it's is really he? rough? Yeah, and, and, and none of the characters I liked. No, and I, I Luke don't, was cool coming back, except for when he was drinking milk from that fucking goat titty. I hated that part. Oh, wow. in the second one, did you? Yeah, do you remember I, that? No, yeah, I was like, oh, silly Luke. No, I like a, I like a sort of a. A mournful. I thought he was very good in that movie. Yeah, which is funny because he's very bad in some of these movies. Yeah, Mark he was, Hamill was terrible. That in, was a, in this in yeah. Return of the Jedi. He's he wasn't terrible. good. Yeah, his facial expressions weren't good. He was hardly believable. It's weird what happened with his face, right? Isn't that strange between one between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back? He just like get into drugs. He like, had a car accident. Oh, and he smashed his face up oh, with glass. Okay, that's why in the beginning of Empire Strikes Back he gets his face cut up. Oh, okay. On the snow planet. So you have. I see. To make, to make it have some sense because it's not like this because he was a really handsome guy. Yeah, and I was like, he's not that old. Why does he look all kind of yeah, beat up? Yeah, he got into a horrible car accident. Isn't that terrible? That's bad. Yeah, mm. um, but he's had a great career as a voice actor. Has he? Oh, he's Joker what? in the Batman animated series. Oh, yeah. He's had like a, a amazing, if you look at his IMDb, his voice acting work yeah. is, is stellar. So um, much Good better voice than I have. 
thankfully, <laughs> for his sake. I really like that animated Batman series in like the nineties. It's really good. Yeah, it's, it's really, really, good. really good. I'm not a big cartoon guy. I do love Batman. Yeah, uh, so maybe yeah. I'm a sucker for it. But that was really, really well crafted. Do you ever watch Batman uh, Beyond? I think is the or yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Once again, future stuff. It's sort of a Even weird. If you yeah. like the future things. I'd really like. You the really future like the future. I, yeah. I do. That's that's where my head is. Uh, so, okay. So, so Star, Star Wars. I'm down on it. Um, I give this movie. Uh, Give this movie a B minus. I didn't know that we were grading. I guess so. Why not? I just thought of it now. B minus. A minus. All right. It's fine. Yeah. Star Wars. I say uh, I'm done with Star Wars for a while. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel differently in like five years. Yeah. I imagine if I had, if I had kids, I'd show them this. Absolutely. And I think I'd be excited to show them that. But how I mean, would you do it? Would you go uh, actually in order or would you go in order of how they came out? Would you go one through nine or would you go like, you know, I, four, five, six and then one, I, two, three. I don't know. I might go one, two. I might go like one, two, three. So the like the middle yeah, ones first, right? The problem is they really set themselves up for failure with the first three uh, episodes, one, two, and three, because you have to take a. You're supposed to like like Anakin Skywalker, right? And then he has to have the biggest fall ever because right. he becomes the most iconic fucking uh, villain, villain ever. ever. Yeah, like Darth Vader is the he is Incredible. the boogeyman. Incredible. Yeah. It's such a great villain. There's a great shot in this movie where it's like over his shoulder. He's looking at, he's just looking out this yeah. like the, the, the yeah. spacecraft, the window. And it's just, he's just, it's just scary. He's scary. Like the light shining off of his helmet. It's yep. just like, oh, this is what a, what a, what a great bad guy. He's really good. So, but and they never, they, how do you build that over the course of six or seven hours? Like I hated well, the actor. So he's not then charismatic. Hayden, and, whatever Christensen. Well, the hated poor little him. boy went crazy. Did he go crazy? Yeah, he's like in the sand silent now. Like, uh, you know, you know what's funny is uh, Darth Vader's face when they take the mask off. Yeah, it's really funny. That it guy is has funny. a funny face, right? What, something it reminds me of, kind of like a potato. It does. It, <laughs> it's like a it doesn't. But it doesn't look anything like. Hey, I understand. No, it would, who would have known? No, no but, no. but it doesn't look like a human. No, it's why would they make him kind of a big headed, like a why? like a big instead of kind of a more skinny? You'd think he'd be more gaunt because he's like kind of though because he's all machine. How like he's he been eat? wasted away. He doesn't yeah. eat right. But, but no. he's weak and he's got a weird, a potato weird face. I think that's going to be my new background Twitter. That's a good that one. That guy's face. Yeah, that's a good that's one. A really, that was so, remember, I mean, like that was so anticlimactic. It was. Even when I watched the movie now and they do it. I, yeah, I, because when they take his helmet off, you're, you're like, like, what is this motherfucker going to look like? And it's like, oh, it's just it's some like, like kind of Mr. Potato doughy head. guy. He's got a weird skull. Yeah. You think his voice would be, I, that's the other thing too. It's weird that his voice is different than James. Earl. I mean, you know, it's computer affected, but, but why would they choose a James Earl Jones effect? Like instead of a complete machine voice or his voice, well, just a little different. Well, I think the Jane, they were boxed into that, which is great. That voice is amazing. Oh yeah. Why James not Earl Jones just get great. a different guy in that? Like, why do they have to have that guy in that? Suit? They didn't have to put somebody cool in there or something. Yeah. That I guy know. sucked. He did suck. I, I, I really don't <laughs> like that guy. And it, it did. It, I almost am glad at the end of the movie when it is Hayden Christensen, as much as I don't like Hayden Christensen at the very end of the movie. Yeah. Because that guy sucked. He did suck. Yeah, but the, he was just a guy. I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe they're like, oh, we can pay this guy five bucks. He'll get us 30 seconds of fame. Ah. He'll forever be Darth Vader, though. That's he is. Crazy. I know. Yeah. You're the most iconic villain ever. Yeah. This weird potato head guy. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Should we talk about headlines? Let's then? do it. All right. Um, so, Yuri Dumchev of the USSR, he broke the discus record All by right. throwing the discus 71.86 meters, which is 236 feet, dude. You think you could throw a discus 236 no, feet? No, you not, couldn't. Not at all. What could you throw 236 feet? Uh, hopefully a headline away. <laughs> the Stevens Institute of Technology in Hoboken, New Jersey, 
uh, it's the first college in the United States that requires freshmen to buy computers. And if you think about this oh, at the time, okay. they called them microcomputers because it wasn't a mainframe. Oh, but the okay. microcomputer is still probably the size of us. Do you remember? I remember when my dad brought home our first computer. I remember our first computer. It was a big deal. It was it, a yeah. big deal. It was a, it was a Wang. Was it a Wang? I don't a remember. Wang computer, yeah. I don't remember that brand, but it was a night. I think it was, must've been like 90. Well, we had a word processor beforehand, which was just DOS and like it could print yeah. out reports and shit for yep. you. Like you, you know, you would type into it like right. a, basically a typewriter. Um, but then the first computer must've been 90. Oh, 93. For oh, me. you were much later, much we, later. We were like, uh, we got to be on the internet. My dad loved technology. My dad, my dad and you probably would have gotten along. My dad loved technology, loved science fiction. Um, but yeah, so we had a computer yeah. 86, 85. Oh, that's way early. Yeah. So it was a wang. What could you do with it? Oh, you could play games. So or my dad was, uh, loved like technology. So we actually yeah. had a modem. So we would go online. In 86? Yeah. On CompuServe. Dude. And it, like, it was really, but it was really primitive. Yeah. So I've been online since 86. I remember, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I remember the first person to mention to me there was this thing called online. It was my buddy Corey Blanchett and fucking, I, I must have been in, must have been in like seventh grade. I must have, it must have been like 90, I think, 89 or 90 when he told me, I was like, what is this thing? And he, I think he was going to like message boards, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, something about it, music, I think. Because he's a musician too. Some, some, 86? It was, it was really primitive. You could, That's crazy. And uh, and they had this game called, I'm sure some nerds might remember, called Ultima, U-L-T-I-M-A. And mm-hmm. it was like a fantasy, I think of like a... Uh, um, I've like, seen it before where you have to like type in a like an answer and then a new screen kind of pops up. Kind of, or you can just like, it's like you can be like a bard and you like walk into a village and you oh, can you buy can things. Uh, kind of. It's very, yeah, very, yeah. very primitive. But how uh, would you use like the arrow keys yeah, to do it? Yeah. Wow. And then you could type in something you could type in, but it's Ultima, but it's a whole series. It's like yeah. one, Ultima one is like super primitive. Yeah. But then I think by then it was Ultima four or five and it was a little better, but Nintendo was still way better. So I wasn't super into oh, it. Yeah, I forgot. Nintendo would have been 86 or something, yeah. right? And yeah. The, yeah. So it was like, oh, I guess I'll play Ultima, but you know, my dad likes it, but I would yeah, much rather Mario play Brothers. Mario. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, George Steinbrenner was suspended for one week for criticizing umpires uh, oh. in this week. And uh, I didn't, you'll have to tell me if this is still the case, but it was by, he was suspended by the American League president, Lee McPhail. Does that still exist? Do you have an American League and a, and a National League president? Uh, I don't know if you're president anymore. So the umpires used to be separated by league and they're not anymore. Right. So yeah, the, yeah. the umpire is now under one jurisdiction. I think they got rid of the American League and National League president. I yeah, could I'd be wrong. I didn't remember that that they've been, existed. They've been trying to they have the leagues be, and I think you're eventually going to see the end of the. Um, yeah, you're going to have to. Not the pitchers won't bat anymore. Yeah, which which sucks. Cause I hate the DH, but um, but I think they're gonna, they're trying to make the leagues as uniform as possible. Yeah, they're going to have to but, do uh, that. But, but I just George found that very weird. So Steinbrenner was uh, suspended in the '70s because he got in trouble because of some illegal stuff he did for Richard Nixon's campaign. Oh, really? And then he got suspended for an entire, for over a year, because he had David Winfield, who was his own player. Right. He had a private investigator follow him around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Was, it, was that for contract? It was, yeah. It was yeah. just, it was um, to try to get him to, to try to get, like, to prove that he was uh, doing stuff that was outside the realm of his contract. Yes. And uh, he got, he got, oh, was yes. banned for life, but he got back in after like a year and a half later. But a lot of people feel that because he got banned, that allowed the Yankees to stack up on their farm system. Oh, yeah. Because for years, Steinbrenner would trade prospects for, right. for any veteran just because he wanted to win he now. To win. But because he was gone, they got guys like Jeter, Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada. Right. And they weren't traded. 
Yeah. So then when Steinbrenner finally came back, his team was stacked. Stacked. But a lot of people say the suspension was the greatest thing that ever happened to the Yankees. He's got to be the most iconic um, baseball owner, right? Steinbrenner, don't you think? There's a few. I mean, Connie Mack. Connie Mack, too. Um, yeah. Managed the team as well right. for over 50 years, the Philadelphia yeah. A's. Um, yeah, he's up there. I mean, he's, yeah. he's yeah. I mean, when you think owner. I think Steinbrenner. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, okay, so I thought that was this, particularly that there was this such thing as the American League president. I thought that was weird. Um, how does this do? It was 76ers swept the Lakers in the NBA Finals this week. Um, oh, archaeologists studying the remains of Romans killed by the eruption of Mount uh, Vesuvius, uh, which was, uh, do you, have you heard about Mount Vesuvius? Is that a volcano? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 79 AD found that the Romans, um, they were suffering from lead poisoning. Like, year that, that, it was consistent in all these mm. remains, lead poisoning, lead poisoning. So that's, you know, developmental challenge basically is what lead poisoning does to you. Mm. Um, and then the last thing is that there was a big freak out about uh, dioxin. Uh, dioxin? Yeah, all, kind of all over the country. I think the the FDA and the EPA really started cracking down on this and it, and it became like a big sort of almost conspiracy thing. You had uh, dioxin was a byproduct of chemical manufacturing it. Manufacturing um, of like pesticides and things, and people just started finding it everywhere, like all over in oh. soil everywhere, and it just that that became like a big I remember, deal. Like, I remember talking. You remember this when you were a kid about like, yeah. pesticide. Yeah, I remember dioxin. But I remember people say pesticide like it was like it was like poison. it was a bad right it poison. Was, it was scary. Yeah. Like we both knew probably yeah. when you were growing up, you stay, stay away, away from fuck. pesticides. Like oh okay, I won't do that. Must have been because of this thing. Yeah, dioxin. Um, it could. It basically it could compromise the immune system of humans. That's the issue. So oh. you're just more susceptible to disease if you're um, if you have it in a you know high enough dose. I don't know what that is parts per million, but a uh, high enough dose. But that's hmm. when that's kind of the big um, scare started happening for dioxin. A pretty boring week. The Sixers winning is the best. The last time the Sixers won a title. Oh, was it? They yeah, I guess since. they haven't won since. Uh, but it's kind of a boring week, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all, you know. Well, some of them are more exciting. Well, the last one you really liked. You were a I big did like fan that one. I was one, excited I didn't find one. it was that more exciting than yeah. anything else. 1983, huh? Um, I think that's it besides maybe we can announce the next uh, week. We should. Okay, so um, this will go out on, you'll, you won't know. You'll you'll hear this on on Thursday, Thursday. morning. Yep. Um, so then our Saturday morning show will be for June 4 through 10, 1989. We're going back to 1989. I know. It is a random. So how this works is we we basically have a random generator. What, what is the website? Random number generator. I think it's random.com, random.com actually. Com, Something like that. And, and you can choose in, dates. And we just choose the dates and it popped up 89 again. So this is June 4 through 10, 1989. And our movie is? Last Crusade. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Which is a good one. Yes, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, and our, that. We're, gonna, we're not going to announce our song. We're going to wait on that. Yeah, right? We'll wait on that because oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's not a good It's not good. So good. Uh, so, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. And then uh, don't forget, we do have, if you're hearing this later, we do have every week we have a YouTube show. Yep. Uh, Monday at 30. In fact, if you haven't watched it, you can go back and yeah, watch it. Yeah, go back one, and watch it. I thought uh, it was pretty good. The one we just did. Yep. And uh, yeah. Uh, so that's all. Oh, yeah. The YouTube show is on the Kirkman Show YouTube. Just put that into YouTube, Kirkman Show. And uh, you'll see our smile. Yeah, we're faces. on the Kirk Minahan Show channel. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Unless you have anything else. That's all I got. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye.